Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Derek Brickley Podcast, episode 10. We're going to talk about several things in today's episode. But first, I want to talk about one, one a YouTuber and another Twitch streamer. Now, this will probably be the only subject that I bring up about them. Because I don't want to bash on people, you know, or come off like I'm... I'm just hating. But the first one I want to talk about is a Twitch streamer named Bad Bunny. Now, recently I've been watching a few of her uh, streams. And she comes off like, you know, that she's entitled to people's money. You know, that she said that, you know, if you're watching people on Twitch for free, you're just leeching. You know, that if you can't afford $5 a month then you're a waste of time, which I find incredibly, you know, offended by. And a lot of people have been offended by it because, one, it doesn't matter if you're a podcaster, a YouTuber, you know, a Twitch streamer on these free sites. Nobody's entitled to pay you for what you're doing because, again, you, you willingly signed up for a free account. People are there to watch you because of your personality. And so the whole f- point that you think people owe you something is just totally wrong. That's not how life works. Things don't just get handed to you. You have to you have to earn it. And she's not making a good name for herself by bashing her, you know, her audience and people in general because there's a lot of people that do do this because they love to do it. Again, whether you're a podcaster, whether you're a YouTuber, you, know, you do it on Twitch. A lot of people do it because they love it. And for her to go on there and just bash people, I, I just find very, very wrong. And this could very well end her career. And you know what? And I, I wouldn't blame people if they start started you know unsubscribed before from her because you just don't do that. You have to have a moral code, and when you do that, it shows people and it tells people that you have no respect. And when you have no respect for your audience, for your fan base, then why should they have respect for you in return? Because if if I'm, you know, subscribed to somebody and they tell me that I'm a loser because I can't, you know, afford to get $5 for the month, I would definitely unsubscribe and never watch that, that uh, Twitch person again. Because it's all about respect. And she's not giving her fan base that. And so if, if, if I was people, I, w- I wouldn't give her a dime. I mean, that's just where I'm coming from. I mean, who knows if she's like that off stream. But if it is, I mean, it's just wrong. It's just morally wrong. And another person I want to talk to you about is a YouTuber named IMJ uh, J Station. Who posts a lot of these 3 a.m. videos. Which... A new newsflash for people out there, especially for the younger kids that may come across my podcast. J Station 
Well, I am Jay Station. He he fakes all his videos. You can tell that he fakes his videos. You know, he may be able to fool little kids, but most adults are not gonna be fooled by him. You know, I've never met the guy. From what, but from what I've heard from other people, he can be uh, he'd be quite mean, and I've seen several of his videos, and it's just it's not entertaining. It's not right that he deceives his audience, you know, that he lies to his viewers, you know, and clickbait titles, you know, and, uh, clickbait in the thumbnails. I just think it's wrong. I don't think people should be allowed to do that. And he's getting, you know, he's getting away with it. So, from my perspective, I don't think he should be allowed on YouTube. I know that you know, YouTube is a place for everybody, but that's just the way I feel. And look, there's a lot of great personalities on YouTube, you know, and but there's a lot of bad too. I'm not going to name names or anything because I don't want to do that. But I wanted to talk about this uh, IMJ station, you know, stuff that's going around, especially when people talk about his most recent video. Uh... You know where his, he said his girlfriend uh, was killed. I don't, now I don't know if it's true or not, but from everything I have done research on and stuff, it seems like it's more fake. And again, I'll I'll be the first one to I will literally come on here and apologize and admit if I am wrong. But as of right now. You can't find no police reports, and there is no proof that the uh, accident actually happened. And in the video, uh, he said that she hit this sign that looks like it don't have not a scratch on it. I find that a little odd. I mean, but if it's to each their own, I don't think he should be allowed to do that stuff. But, you know, his videos blow up and they get really big. And people tend to love that stuff. I, I, I don't know what it is about that stuff. Because he's, he's also one of those people that did a lot of those, you know, 24 overnight challenges. And then we get angry about, you know, get caught and stuff. Like, when a Walmart employee told him that he couldn't film in Walmart and he threatened them. Which, again, is wrong. And then in the same video, he said he doesn't know why he's being kicked out because he never threatened them when he clearly did. You can't expect to get mad at somebody for doing their job. And that's all these people are doing. A lot of these YouTubers that do the 24, uh, 24 overnight challenges and they get mad when they get caught. I mean, you're, you're in the wrong. So why are you getting mad? There's serious consequences to those, and you just you just can't do it. But you know, for some of them, it's all all about the views, and and trying to you know generate money, and just like, you know, back to the I J station thing, 
he did a video uh, in the uh, Suicide Force, which I think was also wrong. Because, you know, doing a video there and making jokes about what happened, you know, was just was just morally wrong from a person. There's certain lines that you don't cross. And he's crossed every single line that you can cross. So, for me, that's where I stand with those two. Uh, both I Am Jay Station and Bad Bunny are totally not a good YouTuber and not a good Twitch streamer. Uh, they will not get my, you know, time of day as far as watching their videos. Unless I have to, you know, they want me to react to their videos or how bad they are. But, you know, it's just, it's just, it's really sucked that we, we have people like this on the internet. They make it, you know, bad for everybody, especially Bad Bunny. Uh, she makes it just, she gives Twitch streamers a very bad name. You know, it, it's not, a, it's not a good thing. But, I think we're going to jump off this uh, topic now. We went, we went on, you know, a little bit longer than I wanted to about it. Now, I want to talk shortly about the upcoming Super Bowl, and that is next Sunday, when Kansas City takes on the 49ers. Both teams played excellent in their, in their previous games to get to the Super Bowl. Kansas City played very well coming back. You know, the 49ers, you know, they dominated the Green Bay Packers for a, a good chunk of the game. You know, the Green Bay did bring it back within, like, was like 10 or 12 points. But, I mean, both teams played very well during the postseason. So, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an awesome matchup to see these two Titans, you know, battle for a championship. And I think for what, for Kansas City, this is like their first Super Bowl in, like, what, 51 years? So, that's impressive. You know, I think, uh... Four Niners made it several years ago, but it's going to be an interesting matchup when these two take the field for Super Bowl. I know a lot of people are talking like about the halftime. I'm not really looking forward to the halftime show. I mean, Jennifer Lopez is a fantastic singer. She's she's a good singer. Uh, I think you know she's being accompanied uh, on the stage by Shakira. I mean. It's not the most interesting lineup I would have picked for the Super Bowl. But I'm not really watching the game for the halftime show. I'm watching it because of the action of the football game. You know, it's going to be cool to see these two perform. But, you know, Shakira, I haven't heard anything from her in like, like several years. You know, she's really falling off the map. And, uh... Jennifer Lopez, again, she's a good singer, but she's not the type of person I would have picked to perform the halftime show. And the last several years of the halftime shows have not been that great. They've actually taken, the, you know, a step down with each one. I think my last favorite one was, uh, it was several years ago when it was uh, Coldplay, I think Bruno Mars. That, that was my most recent favorite. You know, but there's been, you know, great memorable moments from the halftime shows. 
And we just, unfortunately, we just have been getting those lately because I don't know if it's because of the performers or just the way it was set up. I just don't know if they're going to deliver like people are expecting to deliver. Like, I think it was last year when Justin Timberlake did the halftime show. It wasn't, it wasn't that good. I thought it was actually quite terrible. You know, it wasn't the best. It wasn't, I'm not gonna, I'm actually not gonna say terrible. It just wasn't good. But, it wasn't like the worst Super Bowl performance, you know, I've ever seen. Because I'm sure there's been a lot worse since they've been doing it. I mean, each everybody's gonna have their favorites. Some people liked it. Some people, uh, some people liked it. Some people don't. And it's gonna be the same with this year. Some people are going to like it, and some people won't. You know, and I mean, the it's the Super Bowl. A lot of people come to watch the Super Bowl. Not even so much for the game. There's a lot of people that watch the Super Bowl just for the halftime show. You know, my mom, my aunt, basically they only watch the Super Bowl just for the halftime show, and and I find that kind of you know interesting that they would sit there and watch it a little bit of it just to watch the halftime show. But that's what they do every year. They don't even basically watch the game. Sometimes they may turn it on towards the end of the second quarter, um, but sometimes, most of the time, they they'll tune in to like last minute of the second quarter just so they can get ready for the halftime show. So I, I find it very interesting that people do that. But you know, that's the beauty about the Super Bowl. It brings football fans together, and it brings non-football fans together for this one moment. Because even hardcore football fans will watch the halftime show. You know. But the what's going to go on on that field, I think is, is more important than the halftime show. I'm going to go ahead and give my pick right now. I think the Kansas City Chiefs got it. I know the 49ers have a great offensive line and a good defensive line. But I would say that Kansas City has a better offensive line and a defensive line. You know, you know Patrick Mahomes. You can't you can't count him out. I think he's going to be one of the driving forces that will lead this team to a Super Bowl victory. But you never know about the Four Niners. That's the thing. You may not expect them to win, but they could win because you know they got Johnny Garoppolo and and and. They got one of the best corners in the game in uh, Richard Sherman, who had a very nice interception at the end of the game to uh, destroy Green Bay's dreams of making the Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, you, he's a threat, too. He's he's one of the biggest threats that, they, that the Kansas City need to look out for because if you underestimate Richard Sherman, I mean, he he will he will make you pay for it, and he will make you regret it. Um. So you know, from that aspect, I I do think they could they could win the game, but in the end, my pick is Kansas. 
Um, you know, transition over to a little bit of TV. I'm going to try to finish The Witcher this weekend. And then I'm going to watch a series on Netflix called Dracula. It's a vampire thing. I don't know if it's any good. I've seen a little bit of the trailer. The trailer didn't look that great. But you never know when you're watching a trailer if a movie's act. Well, you never know that, you know if a TV show is good or not until you actually watch it. Um, again, I got I got to finish Mayor's Story this, this weekend. You know, Toy Story Four is getting ready to come out to uh, Disney Plus. I gotta I gotta watch that when it comes out. You know, there's you know several things that are coming out. You know, the new Sabrina season is coming out here soon. Well, actually, no. Correction. The Sabrina, I think, is already dropped. Season uh, season three. I think it's already dropped. I think it might have dropped this morning. Probably depending on where you live at. Uh, so, I, I do got to check that out, too. And there's a show that I am forgetting to mention. That's, you know, is escaping, you know, my thought right now. I'm not even a big Star Trek fan. I don't even think about uh, checking out Star Trek, uh, Picard. And that's coming from a non-Star Trek fan. Like, I have never liked any of the, of the uh, Star Trek stuff. It just never really interests me. I'm not saying that the movies and the TV show is terrible. Because I've never seen them. It's just, they never really appealed to me. But this uh, new Star Trek show looks pretty interesting. I think I might check it out this weekend too. Uh, so it's gonna be a pretty busy weekend for me, you know. So I, I those are the shows that I am wanting wanting to watch. And then uh, I think there's a new new show coming out. I'm hearing the uh, show called You. It's pretty good. So I, I think I might have to check that one out. And then usually what I do, I I usually watch reruns of shows I've already seen, you know, like I might go back and watch uh, the Arrow, especially once it ends. Once the uh, series ends on CW, it usually takes like maybe at the most two three weeks to get the new season on there. The longest is a month, so once that drops on Netflix, I will. Probably start the series over from um, episode one of season one and go from there and build to the final season. You know, watch them all in, in one one like little marathon session if I can try to do that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to watch the series finale because I haven't seen none of the season besides Arrow's part in the crossover. So I don't know if I'm going to watch the series finale. I might check it out. I haven't decided yet. Um, talk, let's talk a little bit about games. I, I'm like I said, I'm I'm getting the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake, which is my all-time favorite game. I just pre-ordered the game, so I'm excited to play it on April 10th, and. The other game I'm, I'm going to get is Cyberpunk 2077. 
But that game I just recently finished was Bayonetta 2. If you've never... Let me just say this. If you've never played Bayonetta, I highly recommend you pick up Bayonetta 1. I think it's on the Switch 2. Uh, and Bayonetta 2 is, is so much fun. It's a lot of kick-ass. The uh, fighting is kick-ass. You know, the characters are interesting. The world of which Bayonetta is in is very cool. Um, the story is good. Now, is it like the best type of graphics? No, but for what it has, is a very decent game that I would highly recommend to people. It's one of the few games that I would recommend. And granted, that's probably because I don't have a lot of Switch games, but Bayonetta has always been one of my uh, favorites. Um... And I can't wait till Bayonetta 3 comes out. I don't know if it's coming out this year. They haven't officially announced a release date. You know, it could come out this year. It could come out next year. It could come out in four years from now. It just depends how far along they are. From what I have read, they're pretty good ways in. Everything's going smoothly. So I, I think I think that's good news. Um, game... So a few games that I haven't really played, just due due to the way it, the structure was, which is a very disappointing is that is, Anthem, Anthem was, the, the combat in the game was was good. It was just there wasn't enough things to do in the game, and progression. Was not that great. You know, and when you when you're not getting new weapons, armor to level up your mech, then the game comes to a standstill. And for a lot of people, they just don't want to spend, you know, seven, eight, ten, fifteen hours just to grind to get one, maybe one piece of, you know, weapon or armor to upgrade. And they've tried to fix it. It's gotten a little better. But it's still not that great. And at this point, I don't know if it will ever be up to the standards that they want. I've heard that they don't want to abandon the game. But it's a possibility that they could. Just because it hasn't performed that well. And it's a, it's a major shame. That it's in the state it's in. You know, a lot of people said, well, you know, the Division has a lot of content. Which the Division did. But it had the same problem as that the mechanics weren't really that fun. All you all you do is shoot and, you know, cover. Shoot and cover. It gets very repetitive real fast. And the only reason why people gave it a higher score is because the loot dropped a lot more often than what the uh, Anthem did. So that's one one reason why it got high, you know, so much better. But even that game, I haven't played the Division in months. It's literally been months since I played the game. And that's another $60 game that I barely play. And it's not because it's a terrible game. It was, it was a decent game. It I had all the games I've bought in the last few years that I played the last. 
would, would probably be Monster Hunter World. Which was a fantastic game when I played it. It's just so many other games came out. Destiny 2 came out. Which, you know, I don't play that game as often because there's so many incredible games coming out that it takes your time from, away from playing other games. So, you know, I, I'm i going to try to get in to other games. Like, there's still several games for the Switch that I still need to get. I still need to get uh, Super Mario Odyssey. I need to get the uh, Luigi game. You know, of course, Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out. And there's some other games that I can't think of off the top of my head that look really cool. Um, one, one, like one of those games is Animal Crossing. It looks it's a little bit of a cheesy game, but it looks like a very fun, enjoyable way to you know play. And the, I think the cool thing about the Switch is is that you can take it anywhere. And I've heard some people say that they're worried that and another Switch won't come out. I think there's a chance that they release another version of the Switch, a whole new console. But it won't be probably till like the middle, or until the you know close to the end of the 2020s to release another console because right now they really don't need to. The Switch is selling well, so I think for right now, you know, with the system doing as well as it is, they don't need to jinx it. They don't need to rush any of their console out, and. They might already be planning a pro version of the Switch. So, I mean, if they do that, I mean, they'll be good for the next six, seven years. Especially if they get quality games onto the Switch. Then I think they'll be perfectly fine. Um, you know, the console wars is going to heat up a little bit more. Especially when... The PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X comes out, you'll hear a lot more about the, uh, you know, game console wars. You know, and with the next-gen consoles coming out, we're also going to see that people are going to start pre-orders even more, which is going to hurt a lot of the stores that rely, you know, on people coming by and pre-owned games or. You know, and stuff like that. I mean, look, like GameStop. GameStop is hurting because, you know, of digital. Digital is taking over. You know, GameStop's heyday was back in the early PS3 days. Because back then, that made people bought, you know, games digital. It wasn't as popular as it is now. And slowly has, you know, technology has got better, you know, People have been able to get faster internet speeds. So now they're able to download games digitally a lot faster. And, and, and you know, there's pros and cons to both. You know, with digital, you're not going to lose nothing. You're not going to lose your disc. You don't have to worry about your disc getting scratched up. You know, because when it's digital, it's just on your system. And you know exactly where it's at. Now, I do know... The uh, cons to it is that, you know, if if for some happen you, you don't want the game, you can't trade it in. 
which is true. You can't when it's digital, not unless you trade the entire system in. But they're not going to charge you for the game, all the games on it. They'll just charge you for the system. So, I mean, that's one thing that, you know, physical has over it. You know, for like, you know, for like a lot of hardcore collectors, you, you'll probably buy the, you know, physical regardless. Because, you know, that's just what, what you want to do. Now, there's certain games I will buy, you know, physical, you know, versus instead of digital. Most of them, I just choose physical. It's easier. You don't have to go to no store. Sometimes you don't have to wait in a line. Sometimes you don't have to drive several miles just to go pick that game where you can literally just download straight from the system. You take a chance, you know, driving all that way. For your, you know, game not to be sold out. Because, you know, they sold out of the games. So now you just made a wasted trip. And for nothing. And that's the good thing about digital. Is that it cuts that all online. But you are losing interaction with other gamers. Which, you know, will be sad. But I think going forward, I think it, it could serve them well. Um, I, I'm just curious what Nintendo is going to do going forward. You know, will they release another console soon? Or will they wait several years? I, I'm leaning more into the camp that they'll wait. They know how well their system's doing. Why rock the boat now? Let's see what, you know, Sony and Microsoft do with their consoles. And if the consoles don't perform as well as they're hoping, then maybe they can jump in, you know, steal some a few people away with their new console or whatever they, they plan on doing. So I think that's what they're going to do. And, you know, it's like I said, Nintendo has, you know, several big games coming out that could possibly compete with, you know, Sony and Microsoft. You know, anything's possible. Anything can happen. You know, any one of these companies could go under and then become the you know, next top dog in the game world. And if, say, for example, Sony went out of business. Well, that means by default, you know, Xbox and Microsoft would be on top of the game world. You know, vice versa. But I don't think any of these three major gaming companies will, at, will go out of business anytime soon. I won't say ever, which will be a complete lie, because it could happen. But, I think for right now, I think both companies are in a place of, you know, a good, solid foundation. Now they're just building on that, especially for Microsoft Sony. New, again, new consoles coming out. I think they're both going to knock it out of the park when it comes to consoles and the designs and how it runs. And then my biggest thing is, what is the memory size going to be on the PlayStation 5? Because it definitely cannot be 500 gigabytes. Games just rarely take up, you know, less, they don't take up less space. Games are getting more, you know, space added onto them with, you know, updates and sometimes just the game itself. I think, was it like 
Red Dead 3, I mean Red Dead 2, it's like 103 gigabytes. And I'm going to use this game as an example. I mean, look at Final Fantasy VII Remake. That game is probably going to take up probably more than 100, you know, than 100 gigabytes. Oh, I mean 500 gigabytes. That game will probably take up a good chunk of space that, that people may ne not necessarily have. So that could be issue, but that could be issue for Xbox too, is that they don't hold enough memory. And you know the Switch, it holds decent memory. I mean, as long as you're not buying games digital, you should be fine. But I mean, if you're buying all your games digital, then you're going to eat up a lot more of your space because I think when you buy the cartridges for the Switch or whatever you want to call them, you know, it takes up barely hardly any space. That would be cool if that could happen for the uh, PlayStation 5 and Xbox. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, you know, and I, I do want to talk about one more subject before, you know, we get to the end of the show. And that is that this Sunday, the Royal Rumble from the WWE is coming up. Now, I don't watch wrestling religiously anymore. I don't watch on a week-to-week -week basis. I did miss this week's episode of AEW and NXT because I forgot to record them. Um, but that was my own fault. I do think with the Royal Rumble coming up, I do think this is a chance to recapture some of their old fans that may have left. But that's what I'm hoping for. Um, I don't know if they will. Only for the fact that it's WWE and look who it's ran by. They'll probably find some way to do uh, screw up the pay-per-view and turn fans off even more. Uh, who I think should win it. Well, it, it comes down to three things. Depending on what they do with the World Rumble. Because so I've heard that they could do a Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT in the World Rumble. So if if all three brands are somehow involved in it, with ten picks from Raw, ten pick, yeah, ten picks from NXT, and ten picks from uh, SmackDown, my pick from Raw would be Drew McIntyre, and then my pick from NXT would be uh, Matt Riddle. I think they would go with Matt Riddle, and my pick for SmackDown would be the Big Dog Roman Reigns. I just out of all the guys who I want to see win, though, regardless of brand, it is Drew McIntyre. And this is time. He has been ready to carry uh, a world championship in this company for a, a little over a year now. And it is a travesty that he hasn't been able to have a, a single world championship opportunity. They have seriously misused him. Now it's time to get him back on track, his character back on track. And, and push him to the main event. And, and this is a company that constantly screws up with their talent over and over and over again. I mean, look at the revival and look at what they have been doing. They haven't been doing much. And that's because of the way they are booked. They are booked like crap time and time again, even though they win tight and tough. They're made to look like jokes. Isn't that just a heel? Look at Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman has been 
absolutely terrible when it comes to trying to chase after championship. I do think he's he is allergic to championships. He just can't win titles. When he goes for a championship, he loses. Except for the tag team titles he won with uh, Nicholas at WrestleMania. But he was stripped of those tag team championships the following night. So since then, every title opportunity he's had, he's lost. And I do think if they add the Intercontinental Championship match to the card, I think I think Shinsuke wins. I don't think they put the Intercontinental Championship on him. I mean, they've shown no signs of putting the title on him. And even if he wins, what is this really going to do? What is this really win really going to do for Strowman? Is he going to be a champion that's going to appear on TV? Or is he going to be one of these champions that WWE doesn't book unless they actually have to? You know, they forget about him. You know, but then all of a sudden they realize, oh, wait, we have Strowman a part of the, you know, not on the pay per view. So we got to add a random Intercontinental title match where he will possibly win or lose. I mean, that's what Shinsuke's been doing. They haven't booked Shinsuke that much. And when he does get booked, he loses most of the time. And even when he wins, he doesn't look good in those wins. Because nobody believes that they're going to push him right. His manager, Jimmy Zane, has never been booked right. I mean, I could go on for hours and hours on how bad talent has been misused. I know that's not, not just just of today. You know, Super Heroes get misused for years, even going back to the Attitude Era. But if you talk about more recently, there's a lot of stars that have been misused. Kofi it, it hasn't been used right since losing the Dory title. Yes, he's doing good things, but they've really never but one time mentioned that he was WWE Champion since losing it. You know, our truth has been misused his entire career. Rusev and Bobby Lashley are another example of being misused. Rollins was being misused for a long time. Roman. And it's just, it's a shame that superstars are getting misused. Another great talent, I think so, I think that's on the SmackDown brand, is Mustafa Ali. Who is criminally misused. He is a very talented star. Who could be a top star in this company. But it, he's just not given the chance. I know that was supposed to have been him at the Elimination Chamber instead of Kofi. But you could at least give him one more shot. He at least deserves that. But they, they seem hell-bent are not even pushing the kid to to the moon, which is frustrating as a fan. Instead, they push guys that you don't want to see. Like this feud with Roman and Corbin, which needs to end. Nobody wanted to see it, but we're getting it. Corbin is not an interesting heel. He's just not that interesting as a character. And that's not 
Not that most of it's not his fault. It's the material that he is given. And the material that he is given is absolute horse crap. So, I think Roman beats him at the World Rumble. And hopefully they end the rivalry. I'm glad they didn't do the whole dog food stipulation where the loser has to eat dog food. I, I'm glad they didn't do that. That would have been terrible. Overall, the rivalry's been terrible as far as build-up. The matches, it's been fine. Um, who I think could win the Women's World Rumble? I think Ronda Rousey's going to return and win it. I mean, that's just my prediction. But I think... Uh, Ron, Rowdy Ronda Rousey makes her try return to WWE, wins, and goes on to challenge Becky Lynch at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. And so that will probably do it for my Royal Rumble predictions. Um, it hopefully it's a good pay per view. The last few pay-per-views that I watched even a little bit of weren't that great. I watched a little bit of the TLC pay-per-view, and it just didn't do nothing for me. It reinforced why I stopped watching. And to a point that Dagoff's made in his recent video, where he feels like, you know, he's burnt out on wrestling. I totally understand because I feel the same way. It's just hard to watch it anymore. And the games. 2K20 was terrible. It felt like five years have passed. And we've been getting five years of crappy wrestling games. Because that's how terrible 2K20 was. And so I feel him. I feel where he's coming from. When he says he's just burnt out. He's lost the love for wrestling like he used to have. Because... I've lost it too. And it's a hard thing to get back. Once you've lost it, it's hard for them to regain you back because you just don't care anymore. You know, maybe 2K21 will be better and it brings us back as far as the games. But if 2K21 is a stinker like 2K20, then this could be the end of the W games as we know it. If we ever get another one after 2K20 on it. If it's bad. But. I hope that they can bounce back. I don't know. It's going to take a lot of goodwill. To try to get these fans back. Into a series. That is, is, is slowly dying. Because the company is. Not. Investing time. And the resources in the right things. Which is a shame. Because this series has been going on for. Years now, few de- like one or two decades now, and it's, it's it's a sad thing to see that this is where the series is at. But we're going to have to play by year. I'm sure they're working hard on 2K21. They're going to make it good, but I wonder if they're going to restrict some features to the new consoles and cut out the other versions. Because I mean, it's a it's a smart business move to cut out. The old consoles and focus on the new consoles. I understand the reason why they do that. It's hard to produce a game for four different consoles. It's just hard. So I do think that they're going to cut out content for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. But that's just how I feel. 
what they're going to do. And I don't think it's just W2K20. I think a lot of sports games will cut out features for the PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, that's just my thoughts on it. But that is going to do it for the Derek Breathy Podcast, Episode 10. Until next Friday, see ya.